you are quite the professional. And speaking of being professional, this week I have coffee, but it is in a paper cup. Ah, no more coffee cup slimes. Just mild ones. Maybe it's just a loud table. Maybe it's the nope. table that's the problem, not my nope. cup. No, nope. my techniques. It's, it's your temperament. This is our ultimate show. Happy is this the show, Miss Sam? Hmm. You want to impress by that? No. <laughs> I try so hard to impress you. I was working on my opening gambit for hours. Well, minutes. Happy is this the show, Miss? I like it. There you go. It's a grower. Yeah. It's a grower, not a shower. Not a is this the shower. <laughs> <laughs> and we have made it to episode 40. Yes, this is episode 40. Congratulations. Thanks. I'm super proud. Yeah, I don't think I've actually ever managed to carry on a side project for a year without growing disinterested. Right, and it's mainly due to your your part that we still have it going. Well... Because if it was left up to me, I would probably still be editing that one show. <laughs> so what are you going to do with all this time off? We are taking two weeks off over Christmas. We are taking two weeks off. I'm actually taking six weeks off for my parental leave. After the two weeks, when does that start? It starts next week, and I'm off until February. Oh, you're coming back just in time for my birthday. That's nice. No, oh, when is your birthday? February 4th, day before the Super Bowl. Is it really? Yes, it is. What a, what a great birthday. What a great weekend that's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get on with some of the show that we had planned. First up, little update on Castro. I'm probably going back to Overcast. His lengthy podcast playback at app saga ends with me going back to overcast because there is one thing there is one thing that is very frustrating about castro and it is this previously i explained how there's this inbox system so new episodes appear in your inbox and then you can decide whether you want to play them straight away put them in the queue or archive them you have explained this before good right when episodes arrive in the inbox they are not downloaded Oh, that's dumb. So I have to take an explicit action to say, download and put in the queue. And I've been bitten by this a couple of times, you know, leaving the office, heading back to the subway, like, okay, what shall I, what shall I listen to? Oh, there's a new episode of like, I don't know, ATP or the talk show. And these are like two hour podcasts right. often. And I'm, I'm like, oh, oh my God, I've got to download this on LTE or like, I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. Why would you not just download this? Right. Wouldn't there be a setting that sort of says whatever's in your inbox, just download it right away? There is a setting, but it's not download in everything in inbox. It is, you can, per podcast, you can say, automatically skip the inbox and always queue it. But then if you do that for all your shows, this then just acts like a normal podcast player. This whole like idea of triaging podcasts goes away and you're like, well, I now don't use this inbox. So, yeah, I'm like, yeah, frustrating. I just, like if I've, I feel like they've made the wrong decision. Like, if I've subscribed to a show, three out of the four options are, you know, play now, queue first, queue last. Sure. They're all downloading. You know, there's one option to say archive and forget about it. I feel like if someone has made the explicit decision to subscribe to a show, mm-hmm. they are most likely going to want to listen to that episode at some point. Exactly. And then it happens, if it happens to like show up on your inbox, then 
<clears throat> most likely like you're going to want to listen to it right away or in the near future. Yeah. Yep. So mm. frustrating. So I'm saying, you know, Overcast, as much as I wanted to like the inbox feature, mm-hmm. which I do, you know, but I want you just to download the shit that I've subscribed to because that that's is true. that's the most important thing of a podcatcher is just like yep. you go download the shit in the background so I don't have to and I don't get caught out with like, oh, I'm about to go to the subway, but I've only downloaded 20% of this episode on 3G. You know, so. Yep, that's true. Um, I too have a Castro update. Oh, okay. I'm sitting down for this. I did not download it. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> so you're going to tee, tee up some great insights into how you no. used it. Okay. Um, yeah, it turns out I looked at it. I watched the video. I was like, you know, I don't need this. I'm pretty happy with Overcast uh, despite its faults. It's still the best um, podcasting app that I found. So I'm going to stick with Overcast, which is now which is now our listeners' number one way of listening to this marvelous sh- marvelous show nice because we pretty much mention it every other show <laughs> <laughs> sam you are not in new york city right now no i'm in the grand old city of stockholm and that's that's sweden for you american folk i was going to go somewhere with this oh yes was it about the weather no uh, i was gonna go about weather and then i was like no one gives a shit about the weather let's move mm. on i want to know how it is traveling with the iphone 7 because my main concern mm-hmm. like fine remove the headphone jack yes. okay i can probably deal with that yes. but the time that i want to charge and listen to music or my podcasts obviously is when i'm on a plane and this i probably cannot do without additional equipment on my iphone so i'm wondering uh how how was your iphone 7 travel experience let me preface this by saying I loved it. Absolutely no problems. But also because I have a pair of pretty nice Bluetooth headphones. Mm, Bluetooth. Bluetooth headphones have actually come a pretty long way. Um, and I got this really nice set for like 40 bucks. Uh, links in the show notes. There's going to be attribution to our show so we can get some money for it. Just kidding. It's called like Fotiv. It's actually a really nice pair of headphones that I found. The build quality is amazing. Um, and it connects to Bluetooth super easily. Charge time is quick. It lasts for, I think, 20 hours on one charge of listening time. Oh, that's good. And like something like 200 hours of standby. But if you turn it off, it obviously lasts longer. Of course. Uh, and the coolest part is that it comes with uh, a little uh, 3.5 millimeter cable. So in case I want to use it as regular headphones, I can actually plug it in to like my laptop. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, super nice. And then it doesn't use batteries at all, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, I'm just always wary about adding more shit that I need to charge to my that's life. That's true. And so that came in super handy. It's actually pretty isolating. So Yeah, I was going to ask, are they noise cancelling or? Yeah, it's like more of the isolation. Okay. It has like a nice cushy ear. Fits my large head and... Yeah, and it's low profile too. It's like pretty slim. So you can put it in your bag and stuff and not worry about it. Plus the cost is like if I lost a pair, I just buy another one. Because of that pair, I was able to just like watch whatever I wanted to. And the battery life on the iPhone 7 is actually surprisingly good. I've heard some people bitching about it, but um, right. yeah, that was not and my I don't, experience. I don't get it. Yeah, I think they're bitching about the 7, probably not the 7 Plus. Ah, uh, right, of course. Yeah, I didn't have to worry about... 
um, not using my phone. I like watched four episodes of a downloaded Netflix show, which is nice. Came in super handy, and read like a good two or three hours on the plane. Okay, awesome. And you didn't have to recharge. Nope. So what you're saying is, I need to go buy some Bluetooth headphones. If you want an iPhone Seven, yes. Since this is the end of 2016, I thought we could have a fun segment where we review and reflect on some of our favorite popular culture items from the last year. This is a great idea. I was wondering how strict we want to be. Do we want to be only things that were created in 2016 or just stuff we have enjoyed in 2016? Stuff we've consumed in 2016 sounds more appropriate. Hmm, like those delicious Subway sandwiches. (laughs) Exactly. If we had a category for favorite Subway sandwiches, I know what I'm going to put on it. Not cold turkey and Swiss? No. So I said us some homework that Mm -hmm. we would both think about our favorite podcast, movie, TV show, and book that we have consumed over the last year. And then we would try and guess each other's. Wait, we're supposed to guess each other's? Yeah. Oh, did I not not tell you that, sir? That great (laughs) twist. (laughs) Okay, so Sam, I'm going to guess your podcast of the year. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I think might be same, the same as my podcast of the year. <laughs> I have a feeling it might be. That is, my dad wrote a porno. Ding, 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 ding. Or should I say, dong, 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 dong. <laughs> Don't say dong. <laughs> if Overcast, or Castro for that matter, had any stats of most listened episodes of the year, my dad wrote a porno would be probably my number one. Oh, without question, would be my number mm-hmm. one. I have re-listened to it several times. In fact, it's even taken place of Frasier as my lullaby of choice when going to sleep. (laughs) I'll often just put on an episode that I can uh, fall asleep to. (laughs) Has it really? now sounds crazy now I say it out loud, but yes. Yes. (laughs) One day you're going to meet these people, and as soon as they start talking, you're just going to fall asleep. You're right. I am psychologically training myself that their voice is to be associated with sleep. Exactly. <laughs> and not to mention the subject matter. I would fall asleep in the middle of my next sexual dalliance. Oh. <laughs> or maybe just stop for a turkey sandwich. There, there it is. Sam, did you finish season two? How far did you get? I didn't finish season two. I, um, you know, I've reached the part where the creepy doctor was introduced. <laughs> Dr. Robbins, yes. And it was really gross. <laughs> Helga turns it on. Yeah. And the way they described Helga and the way they described Dr. Robbins and the sound effects that they made on that show <laughs> when he was gulping, apparently. <laughs> Here, lick my finger. <laughs> yeah. It's absolutely disgusting. Oh, and like it, the word guzzling <laughs> and slurping. I've had to uh take a break from it. Yes. Yeah. And I and I heard that's not even the worst in the season. That is pretty bad. I think Jim's secret is probably the worst episode <laughs> of the season. Right. And grossest. So I'm kind but of also the most ridiculous. But don't you want to know like what could be worse than Helga turns it on? I'm kind of looking forward to it and not looking forward to it. Okay, some uh, some light Christmas listening, perhaps, or maybe on the on the plane ride back. Because <laughs> I know your wife was into it. Is she is she? Yes, she's 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 a completist, so she's done with it. Perhaps she get must get her on the show instead of you. Right, that would be a better <laughs> idea. <laughs> Just on all things generally. <laughs> That's good. 
All right, Sam, do you want to guess my movie of the year? Which I am mm. going to say was really hard. I realized that I haven't actually seen that many movies. And right. of the ones I have seen, eh, it feels like sort of a sucky year for movies. I don't know if that was your impression, but that's what I kind of thought thinking back. You're going to have to give me a hint on this one. Because I don't, I don't think we really talk about movies that much. No, I think I tried to, and then you just hadn't seen anything. <laughs> that's, this, is, this is also true. Yeah, I don't know if you're going to be able to pick mine. This is the whole fun of the segment, isn't it? Getting to know your co-host. Mm. It is a Marvel movie. I'm going to say Doctor Strange. Incorrect. Mm. Can't be, it can't be Captain America Civil War, because you just thought that was really crazy. More tedious, but yes. So what was the other movie that came out this year that was from Marvel? There was actually two more spring to mind. There was one you thought was dumb. The X-Men Apocalypse. Which, you know what, I kind of enjoyed. I enjoyed that more than Captain America Civil War. I hated it. I thought it was so bad. (gasps) But when Magneto makes that X with girders, oh my god. It's so dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Are you kidding me? I kind of like that bit. But mm. yes, I realize normal people would realize that stuff. <laughs> Not everything has to be an X formation for an <laughs> X-Men movie. So I'll give you a hint. This is, this is set in the X-Men universe. And it's a movie. It's not like a TV show. It is. I think you'll kick yourself. But yeah, we didn't really talk about it. I've only watched it recently. Oh, 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 I know. Yeah. Deadpool. Yeah. Just thinking back on the movies I've seen this year, that was probably the best one. Maybe it's also the fact I haven't seen that many movies. I think my ability to my concentration is just shot to shit and being able to sit down for an hour or two well you know hour and a half two and a half hours i'm just no good at that anymore so yeah i i really enjoyed deadpool too but i wouldn't consider that to be my favorite movie for the year okay so now i shall guess yours have we talked about it on the show i don't think so Hmm. yeah we haven't done we haven't really done many movies have we this year yeah Hmm. okay so i'm gonna have to need a hint from you sam um it is a disney movie it is a remake why am i blanking on all disney movies this is showing my limited knowledge of popular culture now i realize i don't do well under these stressful situations it's a live action movie that is a remake probably we made lots of things oh was it the jungle book yes very good ah. it's actually very very good um i thought it felt felt pretty true to like both the book and um the the cartoon i can't see myself ever wanting to watch that but yeah that's what i thought as well but we just decided to watch it on a whim because it was available on amazon (laughs) six months after it showed in theaters always helps yeah and it was surprisingly very good i'm gonna guess your favorite tv show uh (laughs) you can probably guess my least favorite tv show yeah actually do you know what i was thinking maybe we should do favorite and least favorite (laughs) okay Okay, well, that easy. Yeah, you know what? Mm. I think that I think there's one TV show you liked even less than the one I want to say. So I think your least favorite TV show of the year was The Magicians. Oh. oh. I know you wanted to hate The Expanse more, but I think The Magicians was worse. I couldn't even watch them. I mean, The Magicians was unwatchable from the beginning. I think that is your least favorite. Do <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm projecting? Okay. Because you know what? Like, if I had absolutely nothing better to do, and I had the choice between catching up on The Expanse and The <laughs> Magicians, <laughs> I would catch up on The Magicians. 
Did you ever finish The Expanse? Um, yeah, we finished the first season because you told me to. <laughs> okay, great. Well, I'm glad I have that kind of sway over you. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe because it was so disappointing because it had so much potential to be good. What are you yeah. talking about here? Oh, obviously <laughs> The Expanse. Okay. I think The Magicians was just shit from the beginning. <laughs> so at least he was honest. You're like, okay, this is shit. And I know what I'm in for. Whereas, you know, I was convinced The Expanse was good for the first four or five episodes. Oh, that's true. Despite yeah. several people telling me otherwise. I'm, I'm guessing that The Magicians was your least favorite. Yes. Okay. Your favorite... Hmm, that is a tough. Oh, what this have we is talked tough. About? Hmm. This is I, tough. Again, have we talked? Oh, is it tough for you to decide or tough for me to guess? It's tough for me to decide. Even. Yeah, sure. I have one. I I haven't finished the season yet, but I it's definitely my favorite. Unless it doesn't expanse on you, it's still going to be your favorite. Okay. <laughs> um, have we talked about it on the show? Uh, briefly, but it might have gotten cut cut out. Mm, I do like to cut things out. Okay. Um, I am going to... Is it a comedy? No. More clues. Who's in it? Um, (laughs) If that's not completely giving it away. Anthony Hopkins? Hannibal. (laughs) But he's not... Oh, no, he is Hannibal. Very close, though. Very close, because... Yeah, I'd say... did Did we watch Hannibal this year? You recommended it. I watched it a bit. Right. I um, I wanted to like it. It's just a bit intense, you know. I think I like I definitely appreciated it. Just sometimes a little much mm. for my current state of mind. Back home on a weekday, tired. Do I want to watch this grisly murder mystery serial killer drama? I'm like, eh, yeah, maybe I'll just watch Modern Family instead. <laughs> <laughs> Default. That's not my favorite TV show of the year, by the way. Um, Westworld. Yes. That is correct. Although it's very close between Hannibal and Westworld. There's a new show that I'm currently watching. Well, not new, but like new to me that I've been really enjoying. Um, Penny Dreadful. Eh. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Right. Yeah, well, let's save that for another show, Sam, because this is not shows I've sort of liked. This is your favorite of the year. It is my favorite of the year. Okay, I... Um, so let me guess your favorite of the year. Yeah, we've talked about... I think I've mentioned it before, but we didn't go very deep on it, and I don't think I've managed to convince you to watch it. Is it a television show or an online show? It is a television show. But I watch it online, because obviously, who doesn't? And we've talked about this. I've talked about it probably quite a long time ago, though, so I, you would be forgiven for forgetting about it. It was its, had its first season last year, so it is uh, brand new. Jessica Jones? No. No. But good guess, though. Is female-fronted. Crazy ex-girlfriend? Yeah. Very good, Sam. I'm impressed. I didn't think you were going to get that. That is probably my show of the year. I actually just happened to uh, catch a bit of it on someone else's monitor as I was on the plane, because it's one of those TV shows where they have like two or three episodes of it. Yeah. Like, if you told me that my favorite TV show of the year would be a comedy drama about... A girl moving from New York City to West Covina, California to pursue her boyfriend from camp. And it was also a musical. I'd be like, "Mm, no, that sounds awful. That's right. It is a musical, right? Like they just like break into song very randomly. But um, it's great. Okay. I might have to watch the first couple of episodes to see what it's like. It's the exact opposite of Hannibal in terms of can I face watching this after a long day? It's also smart. I think the, you know, the musicalness... The musical, the the style of it, the visuals kind of belie 
that is actually very cleverly written as well. Uh-huh. It seems like there is depth to it and very consciously mocking stereotypes and tropes in this genre. So, yeah, they just do a good job of it. Oh, that's good very good. I'll definitely check it out then. Let me try to guess your favorite book of the year. You might be able to guess the author. Because I think maybe talked about the author. Have we talked about it in the show? No, we haven't. I mean, I think I've mentioned this is the reason that I, we're not doing book club anymore. I see. But I don't think I spoke about it specifically. But it is your favorite book. Yeah, of 2016. Yes. Mm. It is the most recent book from Peter F. Hamilton. Oh, so it's not The Devil You Know. It is not. Believe it or not. It is not The Devil You Know. Well, there goes my guess. Which I tried to donate to a charity shop, but they just threw it out. <laughs> but yes, the latest book, uh, Night Without Stars by Peter F. Hamilton. I wouldn't recommend people read this unless they've read the seven preceding books. Oh, wow. Because it's part of a massive space opera thing, um, which is fantastic. But you know, if you do want to read... Uh, St. Peter of Hamilton, the uh, the first book in this whole saga is Pandora's Star. So start there. But these are, you know, these are hefty books. They're all, you know, around a thousand pages. I don't know, just these, the storytelling, there's breadth and length and complexity is just astonishing. I'm enjoying that. I'm still only, still only halfway through. But unless this doesn't expanse on me, it's still going to be my favorite. So Sam, I think I can guess your favorite book of the year. Maybe from the ones that we've talked about. But I do have another one that I haven't oh, off the charts talked about. Right. I was going to put Steelheart. But I think <laughs> that is even too juvenile, even for you to think is your favorite book of the year. So I. <laughs> it is a very good book. It's not. <laughs> um, I am going to say, I forgot what it's the exact title, but the um, design sprint book. Sprint. I think you liked it. And I think you've used it a few times. Mm-hmm. So I think that is probably going to be your book of the year. If we're going to consider from the list of the books that we've spoken about, well, I don't know. Um, I like Sprint, but I liked it more of as a reference. Like That's still liking. Yeah, but not <laughs> as something that I would cherish in my heart. What would you cherish in your heart, Sam? So I really liked, I keep going back to a couple of books that I read that I, you know, constantly think about throughout the year. Um, the first one is Essentialism. Although if you look at your inbox or your calendar, you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> Stop judging me. <laughs> Just be, what's essentialism in my heart is not represented by essentialism in my inbox. And the uh, the other book would be um, <laughs> Total Recall. <laughs> that was a great book. Yeah. And, that had, and parts of it have stuck with me too. And it's given me kind of insight into someone I wouldn't have really thought about or paid attention to. And it's funny just to see him. He's now the judge on Celebrity Apprentice. Oh, is he really? I believe so. Huh. If, if the adverts are to be believed, or I was not paying attention. But yes, now that I know more about him, I'm like, oh, okay, that's that could be... Uh, int- I mean, I'm not going to watch it, obviously, but right. I was still like, eh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, but like there, there have been two books that I've been finishing up, uh, that I finished one up during the flight, um, mm-hmm. and another one that I'm wrapping up as well that I really like. Um, one is the Spelunky book, which oh, I think I've mentioned previously. You did, Yeah. It's uh, it's from Derek Yu. He has just like really good principles that he set himself uh, in like the indie gaming community on like what he believes is makes up for like a good game, mm-hmm. especially for himself. But what I found the most intriguing about it is how he was able to distill those rule sets for himself 
as he was playing the games that he did, and these are like the same games that I have played, but I didn't take away the same things that he has. I mean, I might have found the same annoyances in those games, but the way he's able to distill them and to abstract them in ways that are like completely logical rule sets,、um, I found that super refreshing. And I kind of want to emulate that in the things that I take on. Second book is、uh, Elon Musk's book. Yes, you also mentioned that on the show. Yeah. So, wrapping that one up as well. Is it actually by him or? No, it's read. Yeah, it's, it's by Ashley Vance, who is a, I think he's like a trades writer or something like that. He's like a business writer. Dude is like fucking crazy, Elon Musk. He's, um, and、mm. the more you read about him, it's like the same way that you realize the people that have worked for him feel about him. It's, you realize he's fucking crazy. You kind of hate him. But at the same time, you can't help but like totally respect him. Right. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I mean, I find it disgusting that he can, he sort of forces, not really force, but like, yeah, essentially like forces his people to like work 12 hour days and stuff like that. And like over the weekends, you can't get to Mars in this lifetime unless you do. Yes.、Yeah, so、he feels like he has, has a, a Steve Jobs ness about him. Like it makes me wonder, like, If you want to achieve greatness, like, is that really required? And it's something that I constantly question within myself. It's like, if you want to achieve like, something remarkable in your lifetime, is this what you have to do? And if so, like, I'm fucking tired. Is being tired all the time、uh, acceptable for being great? <laughs> can I work hard with naps and get somewhere? I believe you can. <laughs> At least that's the principle I'm applying. That's going to be my autobiography How to Nap and Win. But wait, let me nap first. <laughs> Hidden end of the year category. Game of the year. Yeah, did I not put that? No, I didn't put that. Nope. Okay, I'm going to guess yours. <laughs> I want to guess yours. Well, luckily, we're both going to get a chance. I'm going to say a late entry, but it's going to be Titanfall 2. Uh, no. Unfortunately no?、Okay. not. Yeah,、mm. good guess, though. I really enjoy Titanfall 2. What's the one where you're in New York that's not New York? Oh, no, no. No, no, that no. That is not the one. No, no, but I've talked about my game of the year a lot this year. It's Uncharted 4. And to me, it's like a really good example of how a AAA game, considering its size and depth, can just like really come together to make such a cohesive yet like premium story that's still engaging and fulfilling from like a storytelling standpoint. It was、okay. just like A plus all around. And like the <laughs> multiplayer aspect. <laughs> Uh, like, I, I probably played that game the most this year. Well, there you go. I'm glad you played the game that you like the most. Can I guess yours? Yes, please go ahead. So, it's going to be either two, two things. Okay. But、um, my silly guess would be Horse Prince. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Sam, where did you dig this game up from? Have you played it? I have. What episode are you on? I think I got to episode two. Okay. okay. And was so just baffled and bamboozled by what was happening <laughs> that I、uh, stopped and, un- and uninstalled it. <laughs> and also creeped out. It's such an amazing game. I'm on like episode four. But the gameplay is actually really stupid. It makes no sense. Why does his energy go down when he eats carrots? Well, he's not eating carrots. He's doing an action. And you, this, is, this becomes more evident in、like、the later 
episodes. I got to I got to the treadmill one. <laughs> right, exactly. With the treadmill, that makes sense. Right? That does make sense. I think, Sam, you better... Uh, as much as I hate to say this, I think, Sam, you better give a brief synopsis of what the fuck this game is. So, The Horse Prince is a Japanese game uh, where you're a woman uh, that visits the countryside and all of a sudden meets this horse that has a human head. And the human head on the horse is a very beautiful male human head. <laughs> and for some strange reason, this woman is the only one that sees it and is very entranced and falls in love with this human-headed horse. What do they call it? They call it human, human-faced horse. Yes. Yeah. Uh, horse prince, obviously. The titular horse prince. <laughs> and the point of the game is to continue to be the owner of the horse prince and do certain actions. And each action sort of moves the story forward. But... It's very tedious to actually finish one action because the horse gets tired and you have to talk to the horse in like a series of multiple choice. Quite realistic. Quite realistic. And depending on the answer that you give, the horse becomes re-energized and that energy is then used to complete out the task. So it's this like really rudimentary balance of doing an action, memorizing answers and uh, continuing to go on with the gameplay. So kind of silly. But, All with the overarching hint of interspecies erotica. Well, that's never to be, that's never determined, but... She's in love with a horse. Well, she thinks she's in love with a horse. Oh, but there's a twist coming in the plot later. Most likely. Um, yeah, so <laughs> if you... Link will be in the show notes. Uh, <laughs> I, I implore you to at least check out the first five minutes of the game. It is quite bonkers. So, Sam, no, that was not my game of the year. Serious guess, either overcooked. Oh, I've only played it once or twice, so I okay. can't quite claim that as game of the year. Then it would have to be Lara Croft Go. Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, I wrote down... Initially, I was going to say SteamWorld Heist. Yeah, I did write down SteamWorld Heist. But I think overall you had more of an enjoyment with Lara Croft Go. I think in terms of enjoyment, you're right, Lara Croft Go, but... I really enjoy the longevity of SteamWorld Heist due to two things. One, you can change the difficulty level. Yes. Which I don't think was possible in Lara Croft, or I may be mistaken. Mm-mm, you cannot. And B, each of the levels are auto-generated each time. So right. you always get a, diff- a slightly different level. Like, you still have to do the same uh, action and outcome, like, you know, destroy all of these robots or collect all the swag or... Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. But the actual layout of the rooms and where your enemies are changes each time. So it's you don't get bored because it's constantly different. Those two factors have led me to be playing it for a third time on oh, the experience shit, level really? right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, That's crazy. Then then it's it's a pretty good guess that uh, SteamWorld Heist is your favorite game of the year. Lara, yeah, okay. Lara Croft go a very close second, though. If cool. we can have joint firsts, then I would probably say those two. Yeah. So well done. Good guess. Oh, we should have done scores. For scores, check out show notes on previous episodes. Actually, we don't (laughs) write the scores on show notes. Anything to wrap up our last show of the year, Sam? I have another indie game of the week. Okay, let's do that. Because we've not talked about games enough. Yeah. (laughs) This is sort of based on um, an idea that a friend of the show, Drew Peterson, and I had... Uh, as we were sort of pitching ideas on like what might be possible good mobile games. 
And my idea at the time was uh, based on you're a samurai sword wielding uh, person. Ninja? I don't know. You could be you could be a ninja. You could be a samurai. It doesn't matter. Um, but you start off at a certain rank, right? And each day you do sort of like one task of like um, either sharpening your sword or uh, practicing on like straw dummies to like use the sword right Mm -hmm. and all of it sort of increases your stats or like some sort of gameplay mechanic that actually uh, allows you to be better in battle right okay and so maybe like once a day you'll have like maybe one or two opportunities to actually battle uh, another character right yeah and when you do um, the interesting aspect of this is that you won't be able to determine if the, the the other player you're playing is a character that's sort of a, a non-playing character that's built into the game, like a, an AI, or an actual character that's playing, or another player that's playing from like another mobile device. Oh. And the gameplay mechanic is such that um, it's either, it has to be like very precise in ways that you have to get things correctly. And so it will be like a single uh, a slash or something like that. And you won't know the results of the battle until after the other person has completed it. So it could be anywhere from like five minutes until or like an hour or the following day. If it's not a real player, um, you'll probably get the results right away. Right. Whether you won or not. If you have won, then it increases your stats in a significant way. And it can mean like either a, a title change, a level change, an appearance change, whatever. It's level, leveling up in your samurai experience. Yes. If you don't win, it's pretty detrimental. It means you have to sort of build up your character with those menial tasks again. And that is my indie game idea. And how do you win? Uh, you win by looking at your status on either like your local area or like uh, the grand leaderboard. But maybe it's like this leaderboard that gets reset every month. It's sort of like uh, uh, an international ladder system. I'm just thinking what an international ladder would look like. <laughs> it's a very long ladder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are you going to be buying Super Mario Run? I'm- yeah, I feel like I have to. Either for the show or from like a UX experience. When I found out that there is no offline mode, that soured my whole decision to purchase. Yeah, that's a in dumb... In fact, I am not going to purchase, in fact, because I'm not paying 10 bucks for something I can't play on the subway. Yeah. Which is my prime prime time for gaming. That is a dumb thing, right? Sorry, Nintendo, you'll be not getting my $10 plus tax. And I don't know why they would require it, like, unless it's for, like, the login. I mean, their statement was, like, around private uh, piracy concerns. It's fucking stupid. I think that perhaps just goes just to show some of their trepidation around releasing a game not on their own hardware platforms. Right. I can understand why that made that decision, but that is the wrong decision. You realize that people are still going to be able to jailbreak this. Right. That's what people are saying on Twitter. They're like, well, okay, sure. They're still going to get jailbroken. Dumbasses. Yeah. That's it's really Now dumb. the people who you know, live in metro areas and commute, you know, there's now uh, it's unplayable. Or in, you know, in countries that do not have great 3G networks, you know. Totally. From my experience in the Philippines, you know, it probably wouldn't work there 50, 60% of the time. Right. I mean, they'd still be able to go to like Wi-Fi's and do it, but who wants to do that? It's a mobile. You're supposed to be able to play it anywhere on your yep. mobile device. So uh, that was a shame. 
disappointed Nintendo. I'm I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Well, <laughs> well, no, I'm mad too. Sometimes being disappointed is worse than being mad. But maybe I'll just play it on your phone when, when you when you get it. Nope, not gonna happen. You'll mess up my stats. I only know two jokes. The last one about snowmen didn't go so well, so I'm now going to try my next joke. Or my only other joke, Sam. Okay. That is, what is the difference between having sex in a canoe and Bud Light? One makes you drunk? I have no idea. <laughs> Nothing. They're both fucking close to water. <laughs>